Now, World Children's Day is on the 20th of November, and this year, Save the Children in Hong Kong is launching the top to the Stop Verbal Abuse Save with Love campaign. The campaign includes a special exhibition at Elements on 20th and 21st of November. To tell me more about the campaign, let me welcome Carol Zituk, CEO of Save the Children in Hong Kong. She's on the line at the moment. Good afternoon to you, Carol. Hi, good afternoon, Sadia. Lovely to have you on the programme. So, Carol, do tell me, um, verbal abuse, you know, is that a a prominent thing that you are dealing with at the moment? Is that a real sort of issue? Yes. Uh, uh, Thank you, Sadia. Um, World Children's Day is coming up, actually, this Saturday on the 20th. And that's why uh, this year our theme is on verbal abuse. Uh, At Save the Children, uh, protecting children is a core mission of ours. So we always talk about child abuse and and many people, when they think of child abuse, they think of physical abuse only. And that's why, actually, this year for Save the Children, we want to raise the awareness of the issue of verbal abuse. Uh, in Hong Kong, it's actually quite common. Unfortunately, I mean, I myself grew up here. You hear a lot of negative words. Um, you know, mm. uh, parents may, may use some humiliating words or always saying, you know, you criticize or, or belittle the child. Actually, with the best intention, wanting them to do well. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it is quite common in Hong Kong, uh, uh, the, the style of parenting being very strict and authoritarian and, and, and yelling at your kids. And, uh, um, you know, uh, so verbal abuse is a type of uh, emotional abuse. And that's what um, uh, we want to talk about. Yeah, I suppose to a certain extent, you know, all parents at some point do that. But this, what you're really referring to, is where it is a, a continuous thing and it's and it's degrading and it's, you know, having a, an emotional effect on that child on a long-term basis. Uh, exactly. Verbal abuse is, I mean, the terms might seem harsh, but mm-hmm. it is a type of emotional abuse. Uh, when, you know, children are you know, for constantly subjected to that, you know, constant criticizing, humiliating, getting blamed or getting yelled at or screamed at and be told that they are worthless or not loved, they're not doing well enough, Uh, this kind of belittling, Mm -hmm. uh, it has an emotional impact and psychological impact on a child and it can have a lifelong impact. Absolutely. So tell me about the campaign. How do you intend to sort of, um, you know, get this out, these messages out there? Uh, uh, for this Saturday on World Children's Day, we have an event. I invited, you know, all your listeners to join us. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Children's Day has a special significance for World, uh, uh, Save the Children because our founder actually uh, drafted this uh, Declaration of Rights of a Child that eventually got adopted by the UN. So World Children's Day is Saturday. We have an event at the Element. Uh, we will have, at 2 p.m., we'll have some uh, uh, celebrities sharing their own uh, experience on parenting and also have a psychiatrist talking about the effect, uh, uh, the psychological effect on children of, of verbal abuse. Uh, so we want to raise awareness of, of this issue and, you know, talk about, you know, uh, different topics about uh, the, the emotional impact and also give uh, good parenting tips. Mm-hmm. What can, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but, you know, in terms of parenting tips, what are the key things here? I mean, you know, how do we change that behavior? Mm. Yeah, at Safety Children, we, we have been talking or, or teaching actually positive parenting for a long time mm-hmm. in Hong Kong and also around the world. 
um, uh, we won't always want to encourage building and uh, uh, creating a positive environment and also building the positive interactions uh, with the child. So when we speak with parents, uh, of course, first and foremost, children need to be loved and respected. So we always encourage parents to give praise. So instead of using uh, negative, humiliating words, give praise, uh, and also be as specific as possible, uh, not just say, oh, good job, well done, but, oh, no, good job in doing this. Uh, even if the child has done something wrong, uh, you can p- always pick up something that they have done well in. And also active listening is also an important part in building that interaction because uh, children are children. They, they can get overwhelmed by emotions you know, easily, so you need to let them you know, talk it out and you show that you're listening to them. Um, and what we always stress, actually, when, when we talk to parents is, is the part about self-care, actually managing your own emotions. I can understand that, you know, especially these couple of years, you know, with the economic environment, with COVID, everyone is just so stressed. You know, we have met many families, especially underprivileged families facing financial hardship, and they always tell us how difficult it is to control the anger. There are certainly a couple of things you can do. You know, always speak to your child in a, uh, in a slow, uh, slowly and softly in a very calm voice because by doing so, your child will gradually learn how to handle stress themselves. Uh, and it's important for the parent to stay calm. You can count to 10 before you say or do yes, it. Yes, I know. <laughs> you can breathe uh, deeply and, and repeat some calming phrase to yourself like, okay, deep breaths or calm down. Just, you know, don't or do anything when you're still angry. And yeah, then, yeah. And if you really have said something that uh, you regret afterwards, do apologize. Because by doing so and saying sorry to your children, you're actually teaching them something important about respect and taking responsibility for your actions also. I think saying sorry, you, what you've just said is so important that it's both sides. I mean, if you say sorry, chances are that the child will will accept that and also be able to say it too, because it is actually quite a big thing to say, I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake. Exactly, yes. Yeah, even, you know, we as adults, you know, to each yes. other, you know, yeah, Absolutely. at work, it's very important to be able to acknowledge that mm. that's made a mistake, yes. So the exhibition itself, now that's running for two days. What exactly is, what, what to, would we expect to see at the exhibition? Uh, at the exhibition, uh, so we have this opening ceremony at uh, 2 p.m., 2 to uh-huh. 3 p.m. Uh, we have a couple of um, uh, celebrities, uh, a very famous uh, radio host, Ms. Chufan, and we have a renowned singer, uh, Mr. Jason Chan. Uh-huh. And we also invited Dr. Phyllis Chan, who is uh, a psychiatrist. So they are going to share some tips um, parenting and then um, speaking about uh, their own parenting style. And we also have an exhibit at Element. So the exhibit will actually go from the 20th of November to the 28th. And we have an art exhibition. Uh, previously, we actually uh, asked children to send to us their drawings. So the theme is Draw My Joyful Heart. So how do you feel when oh. parents actually say something positive mm, to you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's how do lovely. you feel? And so, so we have gotten a lot of drawings. We've been displaying a number of them at the exhibit, and it's very heartwarming actually to see the happy pictures. Oh, that's and lovely. This is what the, uh, the children are telling us. So that exhibit will take place and will be there uh, uh, from the 20th to 28th. 
Wow. Um, you must have gone through an awful lot. You mentioned briefly, you know, the effects of the pandemic. You know, were there kind of specific things, um, you know, because you hear things in the headlines where you think, okay, the abuse has gone up because children are locked in their homes and things like that. What was yeah. the key thing in the pandemic that really that you were working on? During the pandemic, actually, we, we have done surveys. We talked to our the, the children and families that we, we serve. Um, and uh, we know the level of stress is just very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also published uh, a research report a couple months ago called Young Voices. And hearing the voices of our young people from 12 to 17 years old. And, and I think what has come through, you know, in the findings of the report and all our our, our, our conversations is that the level of, of, of stress is high, and that's why for us, Save the Children, beyond doing the, the uh, positive parenting class that I mentioned before, we are also uh, doing a lot of workshops for uh, mental well-being. Okay. So helping children and also uh, parents how to manage their emotions, how to express themselves, and that's a very important aspect. And, and the age of children, you're taking that age up to what? To the, the age of like 18 or 16? Yeah. Where does it go up to? Uh, uh, in the UN, how we define children is uh, uh, under 18. Okay. Because, I mean, I can imagine that there are different uh, stages of the pressure that children feel. I mean, I, I have a friend who has a, a 10, 11-year-old and seriously, like, trying to arrange a time to do something with that young lady is very difficult uh-huh. because every time I approach her and say, oh, would you like to go and see a film? Would you like to do this? Then she said, oh, no, I've just got too much homework to do and I can't do this, I can't do that. So there's a lot of pressure on children at each age. Yeah isn't there as they move on and they go to school and and university or whatever it's pretty heavy pressure isn't it It, it's very very heavy i mean growing up in hong kong and now i have my niece who is nine years old uh academic pressure is just unbelievable Mm. in hong kong Mm. so actually the the research we published it was with uh, you know serving teenagers but they told us it's the academic pressure the family pressure the, the socioeconomic and, uh, and political environment, just everything coming yeah. together. And there's so much stress in the so- society. And we see a lot of symptoms of, of, of anxiety and depression going up. Hmm. Uh, and I, I remember just, just a couple of weeks ago, I mean, it was in the news also about child abuse. Uh, the cases actually in the first three quarters of the year has gone up Gosh. almost uh, 60, 70% compared to previous year. Hmm. So, so the situation is, is worrying. Um, so we have to, you know, we all play a role, whether it's NGO or the community or, you know, schools and yes. all that. Yes, I was just going to ask about that, actually, that, you know, you must have good links because I suppose, you know, children, if they are going through a very difficult time, mm-hmm. who do they speak to? Is there some way, I mean, you know, I know in the UK they have like child line where you can ring a number and a child could actually ring the number and say yep. they were going through difficulty. Is there some way, some sort of alarm bell somehow that they can get in touch? Because they wouldn't know what to do, really, if they're quite young. Yeah, you're right. And, and at different age groups also in uh, the, the smaller children, sometimes they don't know, you know, uh, where to go. And even the teenagers, when we, we ask them, and say, okay, well, there are social workers at the schools. You know, every school has that. Why don't mm. you talk to them and talk to the teachers? But they don't want to. They trust their peers. They usually would talk to their oh, peers, talk see. to their friends, yeah. uh, because that, that's a, a more uh, kind of safe environment. They trust them. And it's okay as long as you talk it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there are resources. I mean, there are helplines. You know, the social welfare department has 
has hotlines and you know NGOs has community events. Just you know, I would always encourage the children to talk to one another and, and seek help. You know, mm-hmm. from the adults, the teachers, um, your your parents, of course. I suppose it works both ways, really, doesn't it? That it's sometimes the adults and the parents who just find it. So it's like a pressure cooker, as you were saying, that Uh, they are probably the ones who need the help more than the children. It's a two-way street, isn't it? It is, definitely. I mean, when uh, I I went to observe one of our classes a couple months ago, we have children's class downstairs and then a parenting class upstairs. And and, uh, I was attending the parenting class and, you know, the parents, you know, some of them are in tears because they're just under so much stress. Mm. So it's not that they want to, you know, uh, hit the child or, or you know, say bad things. They're just under so much stress. And mm. that's why that self-care and self-emotional management is so important. Mm. And if they're juggling jobs, because I can see, I've seen it, you know, in people where they've said, well, look, you know, we, we can't go because she's got homework to do tonight and I need to sit down and keep an eye on her when she's doing her homework. So it's yeah. almost like a double whammy. It's not only on the child, it's, it's the, the pressure on the, on the parents and, on the and they parents. get it too. That's right. And then sometimes I think during COVID with uh, the e-learning environment, especially, yes. you know, the, the families we work with are underprivileged. They have very little space. Some of them live in subdivided flats. They they don't know how to teach their children. Yeah, it's well, not easy. Who knows how to get on all these Zoom classes and everything. And you might have one phone that you're sharing among the family. Yeah. You don't have laptops. I think there's been too many assumptions. I think perhaps there have been a lot of assumptions made that you can automatically just fall into this role of as a teacher and, you know, and suddenly take the hat off of the parent and become the teacher. It's actually not very easy to do that. There's a there's a discipline involved there, too, isn't there? Yeah, uh, definitely. Completely agree. And the parents have said so themselves. Uh, when the kids were going to school, I mean, now the kids are back to school. But last year, a majority of the year was school closure. Mm-hmm. So they cannot just send them away and then the teachers will teach them and take care of them. And they're all yeah. stuck at home and they don't know what to do. Yeah, it's been, it's been a very hard year, I think. And I think students, young people, young children are the ones who've taken the brunt of it. I mean, adults can deal with things, but I think children, especially young ones, don't understand what's going on and why. You know, so it's very hard. So now, um, tell me, what other projects do you have on the go now? Now the pandemic is hopefully easing a little bit and you can get back to normal. What other things have you got in terms of just Save the Children and their activities? Yeah, even though it looks like that people are out and about and COVID is almost over, but still I think the lingering impact mm. of uh, the school closures and all the, the, the learning, the falling behind for the kids, uh, you know, so from an education point of view, from a health, a mental health point of view, uh, from a child protection point of view, actually all of these aspects we are working on. Uh, for example, you know, in some circle, we, we have our center, we are serving the underprivileged uh, families. So we teach the positive parenting classes, uh, and then we have the mental health programs, because that needs to continue. It's not just because you know, COVID seems under control that the, the mental issues will, will go away. So that is very important. On the learning point of view, we also provide some homework support because uh, the underprivileged kids all, all really has uh, fallen behind uh, in terms of their learning um, after the last year. So if people want to get involved in some of these or find out more, is it best just to go to your website? Is there any, you know, what's the best way to find out what's available to them in terms of support? 
Yeah, our website lays out uh, the type of programs we, we have in Hong Kong uh, and also around the world. And then we also have our um, our hotline, our uh, Hong Kong info uh, at safetychildren.org. Um, uh, and that's our email address that people you know, are welcome to you know, call us. Actually, our contact information is on the website, and they're welcome to, to call us and, and find out more about our program. That's great. Carol, thank you so much for talking to me. A lot of information there. And I hope that, you know, people with with children at the moment, or even children might be listening, that at least there is some sort of, there's a light at the end of it, isn't there? That there is help available. That's what's important. And and there isn't any reason why you might have a short period of time where things you lose control a little bit, but things can get better. And I think that's the, what what the wonderful job is that you are doing to actually give people that hope. So yes. thank you so much, thank and I much, wish you luck with the campaign. Join us. Yes, World Children's Day this Saturday. Yes, we'll certainly try. Thank you very much. All right okay. then. Goodbye. Bye bye.